0: What up, what up? Welcome to another edition of the ADD Sports Talk with Jamie Mack. It's your boy Jamie Mack and I appreciate you guys tuning in for another edition. Again, um, we're just a few days away from the Super Bowl so I got a you know, talk about that. Got a good show. I want to talk a little bit about my favorite person to talk about in sports, I guess. And I wouldn't say my favorite, but it just seems like I talk about him a lot. That's going to be LeBron James. Um, I also, um, you know, recently he uh, hit the 30,000 mark, youngest player to do that. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I want to do a little comparison, trying to shed a little light on that. Sure, he is the youngest, and I'm not knocking that, but um, what does that mean in retrospect? I want to kind of cover that. Um, But then also I want to kind of discuss him actually congratulating himself before the game via social media, before he actually did it. You know, before the accomplishment had uh, um, been achieved, he actually sent a tweet out or Instagram, not sure what social media he used, but basically congratulated himself. Um, I also want to talk about, um, you know, his team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kevin Love broke his hand recently, um, earlier this week, and what that means. Um, Blake Griffin has been shipped out to Detroit. What does that mean for everybody involved? Detroit, the Clippers, kind of want to discuss that. And then obviously we're going to get into the Super Bowl and break it down just a little bit more um, in regards to what's going on. Gronk still not um, out of concussion protocol. And what does that really mean? And if, you know, what, you know, I just want to talk about that, you know, as far as that whole uh, scenario with Gronk and his uh, concussion and what it means for the NFL, either way, whether he plays or he doesn't, right? And what it means for the Patriots. So let's let's go ahead and get into the show. All right, so first off, you know, again, I'm going to lead off with LeBron. LeBron, um, like I said, it is just a guy that it's hard for me to 100% embrace. It really is, and I'm not saying it. For any other reason, you know, it's not that I'm a hater of LeBron. So anybody out there that's like, oh, Jamie Mack, you a hater. It's not that. I'm not hating LeBron. I just feel like for as good as he is, and I understand. I got insecurities myself. I do. And and so maybe that's where my frustration lies. Maybe I see some of myself in LeBron, in his insecurities, because I don't understand why he goes about and does certain things that – Somebody is accomplished and somebody is talented. Um, should have to do, such as congratulating yourself for an accomplishment you have yet to accomplish, and then once you accomplish it, you turn around and make it seem like it's not a big deal, right? Like, you, you know, I think his statement was, you know, it's it's nice to have accomplished this, especially, you know, I'm not a score first type guy. So in essence, saying, I did all of this without really trying. You know what I mean? I, I did this when I'm really not a guy who likes to score the ball, but I am the, the the fastest and youngest player to ever achieve this milestone. So everybody get on their knees and do what you do, right? Um, that, that's kind of how I took it. Whether that's how he meant it, I don't know. I just recently saw a Center commercial um, where he was talking about Kyrie and he, and he said, you know, the kid made up his mind, you know, referencing Kyrie. Mm, that's why Kyrie's in Boston, bruh, because you can't be doing that kind of stuff. You can't be calling – uh, LeBron, you're slick 30, man, like barely, and you're over here calling people kids. Kyrie got kids of his own, right? I mean, and so you can't be doing that kind of stuff to people. You can't do that to another man and be out there trying to sun him because you think your talent surpasses his. Well, I don't know if that's the case based off of, and and we all know, sure, LeBron is physically like no other, Um, but Kyrie can do things that, gosh, we haven't seen done in a long, long time. I mean, it's funny, I saw another um, headline where it stated that his godfather, Kyrie's godfather, is Rod Strickland. And I'm like, wow, kind of makes sense. Because Rod Strickland, for his size, was one of the best point guard finishers I've ever seen, period, to this day, at the rim. I mean, he could finish among big guys, small guys. I mean, it didn't matter. And Kyrie has a lot of Rod strickland S in him. So, you know, I think LeBron is heading into... You know, it's interesting now Because his team is really not doing well right now And if you watch them They look bad, y'all I mean, they look real bad On on defense especially I watched them um, Lose to Detroit the other night When Detroit had just traded away You know, most of their good players Avery Bradley um, uh, Tobias um, And, you know, some other players But The bottom line is they whooped the Cavs. The Cavs had nothing for them. And even when the Cavs and LeBron, you know, it was like, you know, what LeBron does. When it's his time, you know, he he goes to take over a game. And physically, he should be able to do that, right? And he started to do that in that game, third quarter, middle of the fourth quarter. They shut that down quick. And the rest of the team just looks bad. I mean, to be honest with you, there's not anybody on that team, and I don't know how Kevin Love, and I know Kevin Love is a good player, and I know he's having a a decent season, but I don't know how he made the all-star team. I mean, I I know that the coaches picked him, and then thus LeBron had to pick him on his team or else there would have been drama, but outside of that, there's not anybody on that team that I would want on my team. You know, being a Laker fan, I wouldn't want anybody. I mean, I'll take Kevin Love, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, outside of that toxic environment, um, he would be fine. I wouldn't even want Isaiah Thomas. I don't, I would. there's nobody on that squad other than LeBron or Kevin Love um, that I would even, you know, think is worthy of, of putting on, a, on the Lakers, you know, as they stand right now. Like, I wouldn't want to trade any of the talent that on the Lakers right now for anybody on that team. And the bottom line is they don't play defense. They don't play defense, and that's a problem. Um, sure, LeBron can lock down anybody if he decides he wants to play defense, but LeBron can't guard everybody at once, and nobody else on that team plays defense. Um, I don't know if it's an age thing, if it's a will thing. Um, I mean, it's just what you get, right? And... I, you know, I, I, I'm I'm interested in seeing This train wreck that is Cleveland um, As it transpires the rest of the season Who knows where it's going to end up And that's the exciting part of it all Alright um, Like I said, Kevin Love uh, Earlier um, Broke his hand, so now we're really Going to see, um, not a big deal um, As far as I'm concerned Because again, the team was sorry Or no, I shouldn't say sorry They're, I think, third or fourth in the Um, Eastern Conference, but they were struggling mightily um, with him. So without him, I don't know if they can struggle too much more, right? So we'll see, you know... Him and IT supposedly got into some funk where IT called him out, which I'm like, you're new to the team, but they got a history going back to, like IT said, fifth and sixth grade. So maybe he felt comfortable doing that. But we'll see because IT ain't been pulling his weight either. Um, so, you know, again, that's, that's my, my opinion on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and, and we'll see. I don't think that's a big deal as far as Kevin Love getting hurt, but we'll see. Um, The big deal that happened in the NBA this week has been the Blake Griffin trade. And this is, if you ask me, somebody who has watched Los Angeles sports all my life, this is really the most Clippers thing they could have done. Um, I've seen the Clippers attempt to surpass the Lakers in the town as far as, you know, being the team of the city and when they had chris paul when they had blake when they you know when they had their full complement of the people that they had before they they you know chris decided to leave and then you know now they traded blake and all of the different things i think that they were the flavor of the month but they were never going to be what the lakers are to los angeles right so but this tra- trading blake after signing him to a you know 5 year uh, Max contract, you know, not too long ago, raising his his jersey, you know, you know, calling him a Clipper for life, all of that kind of stuff, um, and then trading him, you know, mid season, um, really is kind of the epitome of what the Clippers are and, and what they've always been to me. Um, what I and, and who I should say I feel sorry for is um, DeAndre Jordan, man. I mean, not that, you know, Dallas is uh, that much better of a, a team right now, but you the Clippers are a dumpster fire in its, you know, barely stages where they're just starting to sparkle. The sparks are just starting to be there. Now, I, I, no, I should say that. That's it's not true. The sparks are there. There, there. There's some flames, but it's not a full-on dumpster fire yet. But it's getting there with this trade, and now you're the only one there, you— And Sweet Lou from South Gwinnett, shout out to South Gwinnett, um, is the only people left, you know, there to try to carry this team. And I know that you got Tobias Harris and I know you got uh, Avery Bradley, but come on, man. I I expect fully that they're going to get traded, one of them too. Somebody, this is not it for the Clippers. They're going to do some more dismantling. Um, Doc Rivers will be gone after the season, and the Clippers are going to fade back into the shadows of even this iteration of the Lakers. Um, mark my words, by next year, the talk of Los Angeles is not going to be the Clippers at all. Anything that comes out of the NBA in Los Angeles is going to be all LA starting. Probably towards the end of this year. All right. And so next I wanna get into is, you know the Super Bowl, right? I mean, it's here. I you know, I don't know how to it's not here yet, but it's I mean, it's real close, right? I mean, by the time this comes out, there'll be like three days until kickoff. And so in reality, I, I the main topic, you know, isn't anything that, you know, was discussed last week, whether it was Tom Brady's hand or, um, anything. Right. Uh, again, I feel like you already know they call him the goat for a reason. You know, the goat is a symbol of who Satan, right? I mean, that's, that's the, so I feel like that's the reason why they call him the goat. And also the reason why he is, um, achieving such things that he's achieved now and and and, you know that's a little tongue-in-cheek I don't know the guy but to me this is what I do know right and I was speaking with someone else earlier today in regards to this and and it's just nature what I do know is that as you get older you don't get stronger and I mean okay you do from a teenage aspect but there's a certain line of demarcation, right, where you start to just go the opposite way. And in sports, it's usually in your 30s and early 30s to be that, to be more specific, right? I mean, sports typically is a young man's game. Um, However, not if you're Tom Brady. I just, you know, read a statistic that when Tom won his first Super Bowl back in 2001, um, Gronkowski was 13, Julian Edelman was like 14. I mean, it, these guys were starting middle school. Now they're, you know, been in the league for some time and they're playing with that same quarterback and he's still the best? Come on, man. And I'm not accusing him of being on the cream in the clear. And for those not aware, that was the steroids that Barry Bonds didn't know he was taking Um, when he was at his peak um, in the later stages of his life uh, or his baseball career, I should say, and when his head was swelling up like a pumpkin. Um, So I'm not accusing Tom Brady of that, right? I I don't know, but I do know that traditionally most humans don't get better in sports, professional sports, especially after having that kind of a wear and tear on your body because, you know, you being a professional athlete, it's very demanding. It's not something you just wake up and do. Um, so and I know he eats well. I know he's, you know, into all of that, right? I get all of that. And that's important, right? That helps. That's, that can go a long way, maybe more than I even know, right? I mean, I recently changed my diet, and I feel good, right? You know, I've cut out meat and you know for any of you listeners out there that weren't aware I, and it was a big step it was a long step coming and i ain't gonna lie i think i feel better you know it could be it could be mental but you know what if it's working for tom brady and he's not on steroids then you know go sign me up give me some of that i'll take a lot of that actually so i mean to be honest it's 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 surprising i I don't see his head getting any bigger, so maybe there's new i'm gonna say techniques that prevent that from happening, but the bottom line is it's it's odd it's very odd that he's still at the peak of per his performance. What are we talking about? seventeen years after he won his first Super Bowl and he didn't win his first Super Bowl y'all in his rookie year, so it's not like this guy um you know just you know If anybody's beating Father Time and, you know, everybody says time is undefeated, and and sure, it is. You know, we are all, you know, limited in our time here. But that's for us humans. Maybe he's not human. Okay, if he he didn't make a pact with the devil, then he's got to be from a different planet. One of the two. I mean, because humans, regular humans, even superstar athlete humans— Don't do what Tom Brady's doing right now. Now, another aspect of the Super Bowl that I'm concerned about or at least want to talk about is Gronkowski's head. Um, He's still in concussion protocol. And what do you do here? Like, and and this is really more on the side of the NFL. And I know they don't really care if he plays or if he doesn't. You know, you would think that they don't have a rooting interest. But the reality is, I think they have to err on the side of caution. They they, they do, because if this guy gets hit in the head and is laid out convulsing on, you know, the Minnesota floor, you know, stadium floor, and for all of the world, you know, this is not, there's no bigger stage, right? And so... What worse publicity? The NFL is already taking hits, right, um, in regards to um, major athletes like Brett Favre saying, hey, just don't play, you know what I mean? And and other people, you know, you have a rash of their own players just retiring early in their prime saying, hey, I want to, you know, I want to live, you know, this isn't worth it for me, right? And then you that resonates, like, to the... Every soccer mom out there that has a kid or a son that wants to play football, and they're like, For what? For why? You know what I mean? Because the odds of you going professional in this are very low, but the dangers and the risk seem very high. Why would I do that? Right? So then you have all these, you put this equation together, and you have all these people sitting there watching on Super Bowl Sunday. And he happens to take another incidental hit to the head, you know, not targeted. Who cares how it happens, right? And he's laid out. And not only is that bad publicity, but now you have all these questions to answer. Why was he even in the game? Why this? Why that? You know, and so I think for that reason, the NFL has to be very, very careful in making sure that this dude is like 100%. If you can be 100% from a concussion, you know, in less than two weeks, I don't know. You know what I mean? I really don't. Especially after the fact that, you know, he was in la-la land, you know, when it happened. And that's the beauty. I'm glad the NFL takes two weeks. Um, But the reality is um, I, as a, Eagles fan I hope he doesn't play obviously you know what I mean because I, I think he's a a weapon for them that makes them a much better team so you know selfishly I hope he doesn't and maybe that's part of my my rant here saying hey um make sure that you know you're uber careful right but anyways you know I think that the way that this is shaping up I hope that the Eagles are focused. I see a lot of dog faces. I see a lot of, you know, other things. And I really, really hope that they are focused um, on the task at hand. Do I believe Nick Foles can beat Tom Brady? Hell yeah. If Eli Manning can, twice. Why can't Nick Foles? Don't get me started on Eli Manning. If anybody has ever heard of any of the sports shows that I've ever done where I've referenced Eli Manning, it's a joke that this guy is even referenced. I know he's going to go to the Hall of Fame because of those two Super Bowl titles, but uh, it, it, yeah, the guy is mediocre at best. And, and no, I shouldn't say at best. At best, he's a Super Bowl winning champion. Um, but for the large part of his career – He's very average, very mediocre, and in some cases below. So, um, do I believe that Nick Foles, you know, has the ability to 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 take care of business? I do because I believe Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Eli Manning, and I believe that overall the Eagles have a better team. But we'll see this upcoming Sunday. Leads me to my last topic, y'all. Um, I don't know if any of you wasted your time and. Um, this past weekend and watched the NFL Pro Bowl. Holy shit. This thing needs to just be over with and done. I get it. You know what I mean? As far as a player standpoint, nobody wants to get hurt in an exhibition game that doesn't mean anything. I forget the guy's name, who I think he was playing for the New England Patriots when they used to have it in Hawaii, um, that shredded up his knee. He was a running back. They were playing flag football in the sand, tore up his knee, ended his career. Nobody wants to be that guy. I wish I knew his name right now. Uh, I'll, I'll have it in the notes. Um, but nobody wants to be that guy. And I get it, right? But at the same time, Why do this? I'd rather have a competition skills challenge. Let's bring back the fastest man challenge where, you know, you could have Daryl Green race, you know, the the players for today or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'd rather watch quarterback hit moving targets across the field, see who could throw the ball the farthest. Um, I'd rather watch a professional-level combine. You know what I mean, where I see defensive players bench press how many times and see who the winner of that is, um, strength and conditioning type challenges. I honestly would be more excited to watch anything like that than this Pro Bowl that I just witnessed. I honestly, I, I only witnessed a little bit of it because I couldn't take it. It was horrible. It was, it was I mean, it, it wasn't even football. Not, not. as. You might as well put flags on them. You know what I mean? You, I think that would be more entertaining. Take the pads off, put flags around their waist, and then let's go. Let's let's do that. I mean, that would be, honestly, to me, more entertaining because I feel like it's harder to um, rip a flag off of somebody than it is to tackle somebody in an in a NFL Pro Bowl because it, it was just pathetic. You know, guys, nobody's finishing tackles. People are just falling down. I mean, it, there's only like one or two players that seem to be really acting as if they want to, you know, be in this game. And then those guys get ridiculed for going too hard. It's like, hey, you know, it's like, why are you, you know, it's almost like when you go into victory formation and they, the defense rushes the line, everybody loses their mind, right? It's kind of here. If you were to actually tackle somebody or, um, you know, play at 100%, you are the weirdo. You are the one that is tripping. And and to me, that is just all the more reason why this game needs to be put to pasture, man. It really does. It's, it's, it's time. NFL, Roger Goodell, let's do this, man. Let's go ahead and end this thing. Let's no more Pro Bowl. Let's not waste any more. I mean, sure, let's... Have a banquet if you just want to get everybody together. Um, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but honestly, I don't know if anybody watches. And if you do, I don't know if you're when you're done whether or not you like the NFL more. I don't. Um, it kind of pissed me off because it's a it's a bastardized version of anything. It's not even Canadian football. It's not even arena football. It's not even friggin' lingerie football. It's 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 really. Pretty pathetic, and I'm over it. Right. So, with that being said, you guys all know my pick is the Eagles. Um, I hope that they do it. Um, I hope that they knock Tom Brady out of the game. If Gronkowski plays, I hope they knock him out of the game legally, and not, you know, I hope his head is okay. But I'm not rooting any injuries on anybody. But. I I just need this, y'all. I need Tom Brady not to win another one, and I need the Eagles to finally get a Super Bowl because they got NFL championships, but we lost to Jim Plunkett. We also lost to Tom Brady, Um, but I think this is our year, and that might be me just being a fan, which I try not to be too much, but I like this team. To start the season, I mean the playoffs, I had no faith that they would make it this far. But you know what? We're here. So why not? It, again, if Eli can do it, so can Nick. And with that being said, man, that's my show, man. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'll see you guys next week. Hit me up on the, um, on the email, and that is T-A-D-D-T-S-T at gmail.com. And until next time, peace.